I mean, your whole life, you're like, what is my purpose? I mean, we all ask that question. I mean, it, and it changes throughout your life what your purpose is. There's no, it's not static. Um, I feel like purpose is what it means to you now um, and it gives you a sense of it's this feeling of I am where I am meant to be right now. Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Today in the podcast, I'm joined by naturopath Kylie Hayes. Kylie is a mother of one, a treasured friend of mine, a sister, a daughter, an auntie, many, many things, including a seeker. With the intention of finding purpose in life, solving her health issues and becoming the happiest version of herself, Kylie has walked through many experiences, endured so much, but has been able to be patient enough with all of it. Today, Kylie generously shares her story with us on how she came to find her purpose and the important ingredient that patience was when arriving in a place where she is today, happy, fulfilled, and completely living her purpose. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Kylie. Kylie, welcome to the podcast. Hi there. Thanks for having me, Kirsten. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for being so brave enough to share your personal story because I have to say, the biggest thing I get asked by so many clients is what is my purpose? And I think it's such a big question. And I honestly think that so many people really block themselves in evolving into what could be really purposeful for them by being impatient and wanting it to feel a certain way or be a certain way. And Obviously, we are friends, so I know your story, and I just think it's the perfect example of what happens when you are patient with yourself. So I can't wait for you to share your story. Thanks. (laughs) All right, let's kick it off like we would usually kick off a podcast. And what is your favorite quote? Okay, so um, because I'll be talking about my story, this really resonates with me and it always has. And it's a quote by Avicii. It's one of his songs, Ah. Wake Me Up. And um, it's all this time I was finding myself and I didn't know I was lost. So it's just a whole, I love it because we're always trying to find ourselves Mm. and we think we're there and something may not feel right, but you sort of push yourself to get there, but really you're just lost. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I really like that one. And it's in in the being lost that we can only ever truly be found. That's exactly right. And how often do we try to avoid the feeling of being lost? Because in that you have to try different routes, you have to try different things, you have to fail, you have to regroup, you have to reassess. And that is what I would coin the work the work of soul, the work of being human. And everyone just is like, just tell me what my purpose is. It's like, that's not the point. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It really is. And um, it's, you know, you've 
throughout life, there's lots of rock bottoms you can get to. And then you think, oh, you're building yourself up. But everything that you're doing is building you to find where you need to be. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to get there. And there is never, there doesn't exist because. There's no destination because yeah. it will just keep growing. That's right. For sure. For sure. Well, let's talk us through your journey. So, and, you know, really what it took, the path that it took to find, you know, your current purpose in that, you know, you're, you're now settled with the family and, and you, you know, you're, you're a naturopath now. Mm-hmm. So talk us through how you got to this part of your purpose. So this is like, it's almost like I'm living a completely different life to what I was before that. Um, the way I was before, I was listening to so many different people, um, you know, influences, your family, um, who you they think you should be, and also your belief system that you've grown up around. It could be someone else's belief system. It takes a lot to break all that down to then find out who, who you are. You're born who you are, and then you're conditioned around your environment. So... When things got really tough for me, um, I hit my one of my rock bottoms and um, I was just a shell of who I was. Um, I didn't know who I was. I Everything that I believed myself to be, it just wasn't making me happy. Nothing was actually making me happy. And it wasn't until I completely let go and surrendered. And I know it's so cliche saying that. Yeah. Um but it takes a lot to do that, um, that I was able to just get in touch with who I am and ask myself the questions. Who do I want to be? What do I want to be? What do I want? Um, I know the good parts of me. I know the bad parts of me, but what do I, like, I felt like no one was really seeing who I thought I was. Um, Mm. And it took going to a health retreat, admittedly, away from all the noise and people. And I went with a girlfriend and basically on arrival, they give you a notebook to write in and it's blank. And I burst into tears because I was like, I've got nothing positive to write in here. I just didn't even know what to write. Everyone's madly walking around writing things and I just didn't have anything to write at that stage. How did you get to that stage though? Can you just describe how this rock bottom manifested for you? Because every ro- everyone's rock bottom is different. Yes. So um, I'd had a falling out with a family member and I also had health issues. Um, I, I'd had some serious health issues. I'd also, um, I'd had a miscarriage Um there was infertility going on um, and, you know, everyone says, I just don't think about it <laughs> fall pregnant. But, you know, that saying that to a woman is like it's really cruel because that's what you really want. And I was a lot older, like 39, 40, um, a lot of different influences from different things. So it was family. It was wanting to create my own family, Um you know, my friend group had changed a lot too, um, you know, obviously from being single and then you have a partner, everything starts to change and you start, I was getting all muddled up in it all and being told who I should be and being punished for um, 
what I wasn't in certain people's eyes. Like it just, it was a hor- it was just such a horrible space to be in. Um, I just couldn't see anything positive. How did you get, how did you get to that point though? Was it just a lack of self-efficiency, maybe in hindsight, a lack of awareness or reflection? Um, was it way too much people pleasing? It was people pleasing. Yeah. My whole life, I think was always people pleasing. It was um, trying to be the dutiful daughter, the, the, you know, doing everything right, you know, the best sister, this, that, um, I never really looked after myself. It was always managing other people. So not taking care of me and my needs and making sure everyone else was okay. But the thing is you just can't be there for everyone else all the time. And that was a really hard lesson for me to learn, like not like to take a step back. And and I must say when I did take the step back to start looking after myself, my relationships with a lot of people changed. And I, I believe that is a huge reason why a lot of people avoid the work because they're nervous about how their outside tangible circumstances will, in inverted commas, change when in reality they're changing anyway. Yeah, yeah. And there'll be conflict because people don't know this person. Mm. Like they're so used to who you are conditioned to be. Um it's just yeah there's a lot of uncomfortable moments and times and and it doesn't it it takes a, a lot of time for it all to settle for you to show up who you truly want to be and then people will start to come around and but it's uncomfortable it's it's not pleasant yeah so staring at that blank notebook oh it still makes like when i talk about it it's it's still um i actually get quite overwhelmed because I know how much of a dark place I was in. It was actually really scary. Um, and, you know, everyone was writing things and I just didn't even know what to write. Like I, I really, I just, I didn't want to put anything negative in there, but I didn't know what positive there was. Like I, I just didn't know anything. And then I was at this retreat for three nights. So, um, it, I think it was later that I think we arrived in the morning and it was later that night I was getting the, it was like little sparks going off in my brain. Like, and I was like, Oh, I'm just going to write that down. And then it was, once I started writing, I did not stop writing. And I filled that notebook by the end of that three days and I needed to get another one. Cause I just didn't, I like it, 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 it would just, bleh. It was all coming out of me. But was I just it, was it, it the stuff from the past that was coming out of you, or was it the hopes for the future? Hopes for the future. Who I wanted to be, who I always had wanted to be. I just had forgotten who that was. Mm. It was all it was nothing about um other people. It was just me and my wants and who I want to be as a person and what my dreams were and um and when I and I sometimes read back on it and I'm just like, wow, that was just, it was so, it was just, I, I can't explain it. It was amazing to tap into who you truly are, but you do need that space. You know, you can't just do it in an hour. You do need to get away and just sit with yourself, whether, you know, um, in meditation or something like that. Um, yeah, it, it, ta- it takes the work to go there. But obviously not just a health retreat. So, no. and, I, and I think that, 
we have these moments of taking ourselves out of the day-to-day so we can have these deeply reflective and and moments with ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it's the coming back into the day-to-day that mm-hmm. is, I guess, the real barometer of, well, what did that actually mean and how actually did it move you? So what happened post? Mm-hmm. So... um It's funny because I always wanted to be a naturopath when I was younger. I just never believed I was smart enough to do it. So that's a belief Mm. in myself. And I was like, what is stopping me? Like, I don't even know what is stopping me. And I'm like, oh, I'm too old to do this. Like, I can't, you know, I was 40. Um, I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is just ridiculous and I'm like why am I saying that I'm already self-sabotaging no 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 go for it so as I was driving out of the health retreat I rang up the college oh no way and I enrolled I hadn't even got home like I had already enrolled it was all done um signed up got back to Sydney um started within a week of when I got back just launched into I was so excited because it was like this I it was just, this is my path. Like I, I knew it. I felt it in my bones. I just was living who I was meant to be. And, um, and a month after I started college, a month or two, I found out I was pregnant naturally. So when they say, just don't think about it. It's like the worst, it's the worst thing you could say to a woman, but it was kind of true. (laughs) It was kind of true, but it is the worst thing because I, when you're trying, you just can't switch it off. Yeah. And that was another thing at that health retreat. I actually mourned that I wouldn't be a mum, and I had to sit with that to be okay with it. So that was another thing. There was a lot of different processes that were going on for me, um, and it was like when I was like, I'm going to be a naturopath, I'm going to study and I, and all of that, I'm like, this is my baby. And then I started studying pregnant with a real baby on my tummy. <laughs> Amazing. So, you know, currently being a naturopath is your purpose. We'll see how that unfolds. But having not had a purpose, and I think as, you know, your friend you know, watching your life from the sidelines I think that's what I saw mostly here was this woman and she hadn't she didn't have like this thing that she was passionate about she didn't have that purpose and you didn't have it until you were 40 and and like we say who knows how this will then evolve and change but what does having a purpose mean to you having wanted one for so long then finally connecting with that sense of purpose what does it mean to you So, you know, you're always, I mean, your whole life, you're like, what is my purpose? I mean, we all ask that question. I mean, it and it changes throughout your life what your purpose is. There's no, it's not static. Um, I feel like purpose is what it means to you now Um, and it gives you a sense of, it's this feeling of, I am where I am meant to be right now. I think that to me is what it means. Like you can be doing things and 
like reaching goals, but are they your goals? If they are, you'll just be sitting with it going, yep, this is great. What if it's really not though? And you're just, and you're getting all these accolades for something, whatever that may be, career, family, like anything, but you're still, something's not right there. That's your purpose isn't aligned and you're with yourself. So that's kind of how I would put it. It's very different to the way I used to view purpose. I used to think, so I used to view it and go, I need a purpose in life and that's who I'm going to be identified as. (gasps) So true. And it's not. This is who I am and my purpose is where I'm feeling aligned. So it's sort of flipped the other way. Oh, my gosh, so many golden nuggets in everything that you just said then. And you reminded me of a time in my life where I was – over in the UK teaching and I said to one of my colleagues like because I taught little ones right so little ones just like you're their world for the six hours a day or the year that you teach them then as soon as they leave your classroom they don't care but and you're heartbroken but then you get a whole other new set of people to adore you but um I remember saying to her I don't know who I am if I'm not Miss Leo Right. I'd allowed that purpose of teaching to become my identity. Right. And I knew that was wrong. Right. Exactly. It's interesting, isn't it? It was hard. hard. Like it was hard to then be someone else outside of that. Yeah. But you're always who you are. But you're attached to that. Yeah, I was attached to the, the form that the purpose took, I guess. That's right. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. So now that you're kind of on this path, it's obviously beautiful for me as your friend to see it. And you're blossoming now in your forties, and where many people would be so frustrated by that. Um, mm-hmm. What are the advantages to actually coming into this expression of yourself at this age and stage of your life? Oh gosh, I tell you, it's really beautiful because I think the older you are, the less you care about other people and what people think of you. I think that's everyone when you're young, like you want Mm. to impress, you want to be liked by everyone. Um, You know, as you get older, your friend group could be like five people. If you're lucky, Mm. you know, like five really, you know, good friends. Am I on that hand? Oh, you're on that. <laughs> okay, I just want to double check. <laughs> she's, but though, you're always, it's a podcast, so you can't see, but she's holding up a hand going like, five people if you're lucky. And I'm like, I better be one out of those. <laughs> yes. Well, and see, the thing is you surround yourself with people that, you know, bring out the best in you as well. Mm. So that is all part of letting go of all like, the ego pretty much. Yeah. You're letting go of all that. So when you're older, you're able to really embrace it. And, look, I went back and studied at the age of 40 um, and I did two different qualifications, like, together. So I was – and being a new new mum. And and even just the financial. The financial. It was the time stress. Like, you you really went for it. (laughs) I went for it because I felt like it just felt so right. It wasn't easy. It was tough, but I knew I was following the right thing. Now, 
if you if I did this like 20 years ago, there is no way I would find the time to invest in my studies because I'd feel like I was so busy. I never knew how busy it was till yeah. <laughs> I've got a newborn and studying and, you know, no sleep. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So the appreciation for it and you're not going to waste your time on something that doesn't feel right later in life. And with my work that I do, I think I'm able to be a better a better person. Um, I'm able to understand my clients better. Um, I understand what they're going through. Like there's a whole lot of things. I just love it, honestly. I, this is like the best. The 40s are the best <laughs> for me anyway. <laughs> That's It's so true though. Like, you know, I don't, you don't want a practitioner that hasn't kind of been through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, health-wise, we've been through very similar annoying health experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's so nice to be able to go to a practitioner that knows what you're talking about when you're talking about symptoms and because her own physical body has gone through it herself. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's... um. I feel like if I was this practitioner back in my 20s, um, yeah, I mean, I just would have looked, I, I just wouldn't have had the empathy or understanding. Mm. I'd know clinically what to do, but you need to be in tune a lot more. So, yeah, it's life experience. It, yeah, life experience. And I think that what you you haven't touched on that I just want to also touch on mm-hmm. is that you did invest prior to your breakdown are we calling it that it's can we call it the breakdown yeah we can call it that yeah Um, prior to that moment you were already invested in listening to spiritual speakers or energetic speakers and so you kind of were already seeking by just listening to professionals and what they had to say and so your spirituality little did you know was also carrying you through a lot of this yeah yeah totally like I've always had um a good relationship spiritually like you know with my spirituality um I've got in touch with so when it's all misaligned and I was really in that (laughs) horrible place that was one thing that kept me going yeah yeah which is why we do what we do that's right yes so what would you say to other people out there that are right now frustrated and they're questioning their purpose and they really want to find one and it's all like, oh, like what would you say to them? It's funny. I was When I had my breakdown. Um, Sorry to call it a breakdown. We call it a breakthrough maybe. Let's call it a breakthrough. A breakthrough. I wasn't looking for my purpose, if that makes sense, at that moment. Mm. It wasn't till I'd actually sat with myself and just thought, what do I need to change? What do I need to do? I need to listen to me. What is me? Who am I? What are my needs? What do I want? What do I love? What do I not love? And just break down all those barriers and walls and just listen to it, it can be so simple. It could just be one word for someone. Mm. And then all of a sudden that could just open up a floodgate 
or it could just be someone talking. They could be saying something and it's just this little, if something just goes and you you listen even, you lean in and you're interested in something, take note of that because that will then start each step will get you closer to where you need to be. It, finding your purpose, it's, yeah, it's a, it just, it should just, you've always had that purpose inside of you. Yeah. If you know what I mean. So finding purpose is really about tapping in and surrendering to authenticity. That's right. And like you said, just, I mean, you said it so much more beautifully than I'm going to requote you, but it what it's what feels good and right and nourishing to you in that moment. That's right. And it's a, it's a real, um, oh, it's just, it's a beautiful feeling. It will make you happy, excited. Um, as I said, like sparks, it was like fireworks, like sparklers. You know, you get that kind of, okay, it's like electricity. And oh, I've got goosebumps because I remember like when it happened. You can like things and be like, oh, that's really nice. But with something really, and it could be anything. It doesn't have to be career or, you know. Yeah, and that's the point. It doesn't have to be career. And, and I think people compare purposes Yes. It's like yours is no greater than mine. If my purpose is literally to sit at home with my dog because I love my dog so much and my purpose is that dog. Yeah. By the way, I do not have a dog because <laughs> I'm not an animal person. Um, but like that's that's okay. Like that if that lights you up, then that's your purpose. Yeah. That's it. It could be the most simple of things. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be. For me, yes, it was a big, it was a big commitment, mm. but like I just loved it. Like that was my, like where I am now. Like the hard work has paid off, but even doing the hard work, I loved. I enjoyed. You know. So. Before we jumped onto this call, I'm going to be really honest. Carly said, oh, how are you? Like a friend usually would. And I literally whinged at her for 15 minutes about how stressed I am. And that you just saying that, I'm just really overwhelmed and I'm really stressed. And you just saying that, like, it doesn't mean it's easy, but it's, you don't, you don't really hate the hard. That's it. I'm hating it today because I'm really overwhelmed and stressed. Oh, but- look, you have those moments. Yeah, but you don't you don't look back like it's not an accumulation. You know, when you're you know when you're on the wrong path or the wrong whatever, when you're dreading it and you're waking up in the morning, and go, Oh, I've got to do this. Oh, I've got to. And then it just every week it's the same, or it's getting harder and harder, and th- there's no glimmers. You're on the wrong path. It's not oh working. my god, that is so true. And you saw me in that moment because we actually met when I was working at a school, mm-hmm. and Kylie worked in the office there, and that's how we met. And um, you saw me in that, yes. And you were going through it too, yes. <laughs> we must have been a really delightful pair. <laughs> <laughs> Misery oh, loves company. Now different. we're friends. Yeah. Oh my goodness, how funny! Yeah. And, yeah, and you could see it and you can see it in people, you know. I mean, when you pick, I mean, Kirsten, you work with energy and all that, so you see people all the time and you know you can see it a mile away. Yeah. I mean, I feel I can see that in people too. absolutely, you can see it in people. Yeah. So when I know with myself, I think I beat myself up a bit more, like when all that was happening, I'm like you feel so lost and frustrated and angry and that is not going to get you anywhere. 
that it, it really is just sitting with yourself and acknowledging it and going, this is happening. I don't feel good. Just sit with what comes up. It could be meditations. It could just even be a walk in nature, you know, and coming into it. You know, it could be like, okay, I'm sitting with this. I'm not sure, but I know my physical body's not handing it. So that could be reaching out to a naturopath. It could be reaching out yep. to an energy healer. Just hold me for a second because I just can't hold it myself that's for right. now. But ultimately, you're going to be the one that has to hold it. Yes, that's right. You're, um, I mean, I knew you were wise, but I didn't know you were this wise. You have just <laughs> so many bombs in there. Um, I'm sure everyone has benefited so much because even though I feel like I'm a person that's on purpose, I just benefited, benefited so much from the way that you contextualized and were able to articulate all of that. It's so beautiful. Where, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you and follow you? Oh, so um, my business is The Naturopath's Journey and I'm on Instagram, The Naturopath's Journey, um, and I've got a website as well, so thenaturopathsjourney.com. So all of that's in the show notes, but I'm sure if like someone dropped you a note on Insta or whatever, you wouldn't mind answering a question. Or oh, in- absolutely not. Yeah, no, I'd love to. It's really good. It's, um, you know, we all support each other, you know. For sure. But like, she's my friend, so you can't take up too much of her time because <laughs> still need to sneak in a nice little long lunch there occasionally. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for being so open and vulnerable and sharing your story with everyone, because I'm sure it's inspired or reassured or held others in theirs. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Kirsten. Go to the show notes to find out all that you need from this podcast. Plus, we'd love, obviously, to hear your thoughts over on the Facebook community group. Kylie is in there. So if you pop anything up there, she'll be able to answer questions or comment on anything that you might be struggling with this as well. But as always, sending you so much love and light as you walk your path. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.